Well, hopefully, like, last record was all right when I was not here. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's fine. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, although, Phil, it was really bad and horrible. Thank God you're back. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Phil. It was nice to have you back, Phil. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh, my God. Uh, we like, we like... barely, barely held it together, Phil. That's, it was uh, so that's... bad, we were like, I'll drive the bus. So, you know, that's how yeah. bad it was. That's, you know, that's good. I'm going to make a quick note use sarcastic replies for cold open. Yeah, there we go. Make a note of that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Welcome to the Conquistadors. Tonight, the Conquistadors do battle over a tier. Sorry, the Royal Samovar Trophy at Battle Royal at the Royal Albert Hall. Coming down to the ring tonight, the Texas Tornado, Ewan Taylor, the Natural Disaster, Phil Doyle, Rowdy, Cameron Phillips. And hot sauce, Jordi Adam Milburn. Only tonight on The Conquistables. Yeah, so that was my COVID adventures, but I still got it edited, still got it up. You know? There you go. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, you've done, well, you done well. You've done well. Thanks, John. You've done well, thanks. Done well, you done a good job, good job. Good well. job, little buddy. I, I would hasten to say that this month's episode is going to be educational. <laughs> in, what co- in what context? Well, we're going to learn a bit about Mel Phillips, I'll say that. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw, I saw that message, I was like, who's Mel Phillips? Give that a quick Oh boy! Yeah, I did a similar thing. Oh, I, was, I, was, I was aware of what was happening, but I didn't quit his name. Oh, I, was, I was completely... In the dark. And then so my joke, doesn't like, know. My joke about, hey, it's Uncle Mel, was like, oh, no, shit, it's not. Oh, no. No, 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 scrub no. that. <laughs> scrub that from the chat log. I just have, to, just have to categorically deny any involvement with my family with Mel Phillips. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm safe by the fact he's a black American man. And I'm... <laughs> I, mean, I think I think you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Imagine that, like you know, in several years' time, Cameron goes on, you know, who do you think you are? And he's like, well, <laughs> this is this is a surprise. Mel walks into the other room. Hello, Cam. Oh what? <laughs> oh God, Mel, you never turned up for Christmas. Where were you in the jail, son? Um, <laughs> You know, that kind of idea. Anyway, let's not let's not do the high spot before we begin the episode. <laughs> no, <laughs> we should talk about um. Well, what, well, I was going to say talk about the elephant in the room, but the non the non elephant in the room, which is Al's not here yet. Yes, well, Al. Uh, actually, actually, he was here about two minutes ago, but he's gone again. Oh, oh, I didn't see. see the pub. Yeah, because... yeah, I think he popped up with his on his mobile phone, so he I know he's been, but he's maybe, that, maybe, that, maybe that's him trying to dial nine nine nine. He's just failed a little bit. So can we mention that he's in a biker gang? Um, well, yeah, that's the message that we got. What is it? Off to see a biker gang. Hope eight balls there. Hope eight balls there. It sounds like like a weird Geordie Sons of Anarchy thing. I don't know what's going on. Oh, Geordie Sons wow. of Anarchy! But imagine that disaster. <laughs> Can you imagine? Isn't, isn't, that? Actually, isn't that the Newcastle FC Supporters Club? <laughs> Probably. Probably, yeah. It's yeah, like actually. when um, the Blackpool Combat Club started. I was like, there's a, there's a big bunch of hooligans right now are really happy they got some branded merch done for them for free. <laughs> you know what yeah, I, mean? I, was, I was like, going, surely somewhere there'll be some right dodgy. Like right wing thing, right wing skinhead wankers called the you know the Blackpool Combat Club, and they're like, fucking hell. <laughs> fucking um, thanks. Yeah, saying thanks to William Regal. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> weird. Well, the count is dead. In oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. He was murdered by Maxwell Jacob Friedman, wasn't he? Yes. Well, yeah. By same, way, same, way Eric, same way Eric Young was murdered in Impact. <laughs> I've not seen this. <laughs> yeah, so basically Eric Young was written off uh, television because he basically got murdered. Right. That's how Adam Cole left to go to NXT, wasn't it? He was murdered yeah. on being the elite. Yeah. And then he came back. Yeah, he came back. <laughs> and he came back and it was fine. Because that's how wrestling works, and that's why it's professional brilliant. wrestling is a really strange mistress. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit odd. It's a bit odd. Do we it's think, by odd. the way, before we start in earnest, do we think that AEW are going to fill Wembley Stadium? Absolutely not. I thought, mm, like, no, I don't either. <laughs> when that was announced. I was like, surely they meant like Wembley Arena. Yeah, and uh, uh, Tony Khan got a bit too excited on live TV, and they're going to change it. And then, like, the graphic came out for the website, like, "Oh no, they actually do mean Wembley Stadium." Oh, yeah. they mean Wembley Stadium. It's costing them three hundred and fifty grand to hire. Eep. I would imagine they'll make that back, but I'm they'll like, get that back. But yeah. I just this is just me personally speaking. I don't think AEW has been as cold as it has been the last six months. Not since the brawl out shenanigans. It just seemed to kind yeah. of yeah. You got it all out last year. I mean, it's not like you try to think of like a big, massive match that they could actually put on. And surely the only, only ma- thing is Punk coming back. That's got that. Surely, yeah, well, that's what I said. the only thing, the only main event that you would have that would be worthy of Wembley would surely be Punk versus Omega. Well, there's talk of Punk apparently returning in June. Well, yeah, but he's still under contract, so yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they never they never terminated his contract, so he's still an AEW employee. And I don't think he's going to be beating a, a, a line back to WWE anytime soon. Uh, no, no, I don't no. think so, considering uh, VKM is back in the house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're, they're quite safe on that score. Yeah. But, I mean, if they can work out a way of actually, you know... Coexisting? Keep, keep it, yeah, coexisting and keeping mm. both sides placated, then yeah. Punk versus Omega is like your number one match for oh, that. Oh, yeah, definitely. We do Punk and FTR versus... Omega in the books. That was um, Dax Harwood's idea, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which fine. They, yeah. Dax really just needs to be quiet and not. <laughs> he's so excited to have a podcast, isn't he? Uh, that's that's it. That's the problem, though. He's, he's shooting himself in the foot every single week when he goes out there and just blurts out stuff he knows Random is stuff. gonna get him in trouble. He knows it's gonna get attention, but not in a good way. As long as it uh, gets subs, subs, uh, subscribers to the old uh, what's called ad free podcasts. Well, that's true, yeah, I guess, but it's we'll just not high. Chili Sleep or the uh, Athletics <laughs> 1, whatever it's called. Fuck's sake. Athletic Blue Wings shoe. or something? Blue, yeah, so, Blue Shoe, of course. It's a hot tag for your wiener, as they say all the time on the Foley's pod, podcast. Oh, I try not to listen to any Conrad Thompson podcast. I think he's an talentless cunt, but that's just me. Whoa! <laughs> Live rounds. We've not even started on the show it. yet. Don't you fat motherfucker. I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> Come down the hydro. We'll sell exactly. it out. <laughs> you, you and Mrs. Conrad, let's go. Oh, God. Right, that seems like a natural point after you and called out another podcaster uh, yes, to move let's... on to the topic for tonight. Yes, yeah, the topic for tonight, and it's my choice this time around. And I turned forward about this one, and the news about AEW doing Wembley Stadium is actually quite timely because uh, this show does also emanate from the United Kingdom. Yeah, not quite Wembley Stadium. (laughs) Well, no, but it's still a historical venue. We're coming to you from the Royal Albert Hall in London, England. It is October 3rd, 1991, and we watched the WWF Battle Royal at the Royal Albert Hall, brought to you by the Daily Star. 
That confused me. I'm not going to lie. Really? Seeing that, I was like, "Oh, the Daily Star." Uh, really? Well, they, also, they were the official. They were the official newspaper of the WWF at the time. You see, were they? Yes. See, as a young person at the time, I don't think I would have been allowed to read the Daily Star. Well, yeah, it was There's, only like one step up from the sport. Let's be honest. Yeah, we weren't a Daily Star house. I think. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone was. I think my dad read the Telegraph. God. We went bought the Daily Express. Oh no! And they would buy the Sunday Mail, Mail on Sunday. So that that you can probably tell my parents voted in 2016 for Brexit. You know, for that vote, <laughs> they've been yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna talk Indeed. with my Eurosceptic parents to yes. say that it was um a bit of a surprise to see at the beginning of the WWF show the 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 thing that says like you know this is for the most complete. Um, yeah, we, we got the. Uh, we, we couldn't find a good copy of this, so here's what we managed to cobble together. It feels like because it's like they just they just recorded it off Sky and took the efforts out. That's but that's what it feels like. Because at the beginning, yeah. there's like um, Sky Plus logo at some point. Well, you've got that. Plus, you've got two different soundtracks playing off for over the um, over the intro video, which was a, a it was definitely a start. Yeah, it, it just like. I thought I watched it like the voiceover guy sounds really quiet because I guess they just laid something over the top of it. Yeah, that's that's all they basically did. Although I did kind of realise I've kind of listened quietly. He, I think it is the guy does the voiceovers for the smell, smell of reason, Waterman. I think the X Factor and those kind of shows. Oh, that kind of big, okay, okay. Big boomer voice man. Pretty but yeah, good. it was like I was getting like real serious like flashbacks to being like Jesus, Sky Movies Plus logo, Daily oh, Star. Yes. What is going on here? Exactly. Is Cameron gone? The bikers have come from eight, eight balls in the house. Cam <laughs> is eight ball in the house? Question mark. If you're not safe, uh, type a smiley emoji. <laughs> oh, oh, he's even green then. He's going Mr. green. Phillips. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, you're back. I'm sure Cameron was making some excellent points while he while he was talking to an empty microphone. Uh, no, I was just letting you two crack on. To be honest with you, okay. I was. I was, oh, I was oh, good. You, you, were, you were carrying the podcast rather well. The two of you, I was going to interject it when the time was right. Hey. Okay, cool. <laughs> so we, uh, but thank you for so, noticing my absence. Well, you know, <laughs> we, we do. We, we, we love and care about you. So we're uh, was it like half an hour or so? Was it before we noticed? I don't think it was that long, but yeah, it was a few minutes <laughs> anyway. Right, intro video pass. We cut to the Royal Albert Hall, where we, where I've put in my notes, two nerds with the WWF logo shaved into the back of their heads, shown yeah. on, shown as the camera pants. I thought that's commitment. At least it's not a tattoo. Imagine that when they change the name. Oh well, yeah, I suppose. At least you can shave the hair off. I suppose you can just um, like shave the bottom of the e off, and you got the, uh, well, you got the, they have to like, let the bottom of the e grow in, and then you're right on yeah. for the F. Yeah, this is the most early 1990s UK crowd I think I've ever seen. There's a lot of global hype color in that, in that audience. There's a lot of neon. <laughs> yes, a lot well, of neon. It, it was the same with SummerSlam '92 because they That's brought true. a load of merchandise, and it was the first time you could actually get your hands on T-shirts officially. There was a, without there was a lot of items. 
I wonder yes. if that's why I had, because I had a bush, a bush, I, I'm going to out myself. I had a Bushwhacker t-shirt around this time. There's photos of me wearing a Bushwhacker t-shirt. The greatest tag team. Because like, yes. I, I guess that was because the, mag, the magazine had come out and there was a catalogue in the middle, wasn't there? You could kind of like see all the yeah, merch yes. and order it through that, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I'm uh, looking at a pair of Hitman glasses. They're so cool. You know, we should actually cover very quickly that one of the greatest tag team in the world is no longer with us as Bushwhacker Butch passed away. That is true. Oh, that was like last week, wasn't it? Yep. yep. One half of the greatest tag team Bad of all times. time. Yep, one half of the greatest tag team of all time, as labelled by the Conquistadors, yes. is sadly no longer with us. I don't remember that being mentioned in any of the obituaries that I read, though, unfortunately. No, exactly. it's almost like no one picked up on that that we did. It's weird, isn't no. it? I know. It's weird. But yeah, it's a, mean, it's a very 90s vibe from the whole show, to be honest. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Very 90s. Totally. I mean... Watching this show, though, I mean, it's like this is one of those like wrestling shows where the venue kind of makes it because it's so unique. Yeah, it's very much definitely. like these these days we're used to seeing like you know um, whatever WWE pay per view from a normal dome somewhere in America. Yeah, and, you know your your your, your Boston um, like Garden or whatever it's called. Yeah, now. some kind yeah, of like Garden like center. arena that looks center, the same yeah. as any other arena. It's the same as, you know, it's kind of the same as New York, looks kind of the same as Madison Square yeah. Garden, looks kind of the same as, you know, the Alamo. Well, no, Ma- I would say Ma- Madison Square Garden's one of the only ones that looks different because you've got the entranceway, like, on the camera, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, don't, they don't run it anymore because different. it's such a hassle to get to. Yeah, that's true. But it's like, um, you know, there's occasions where, like, the venue itself just looks, like quite unique I kind of yeah, compare yeah. this to like the ECW shows and like the Hammerstein Ballroom I love well, those shows coming off the Royal Box can you yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the other thing I was thinking about this in a more modern kind of comparison to this would be the NXT UK tournament they did first of all when they were at the Blackpool Winter Gardens oh yeah, yeah that true, was yeah. great yeah. that was a great it's venue amazing yeah exactly so it's just like yeah. stuff that doesn't isn't just your standard here's where you know the yeah. you know whatever basketball team playing here you know they're massive soulless you know yeah exactly box, yeah. box, box to modern mm. day architecture Uh-oh. you know stuff like that oh what's that was that Alan rejoining us Alan is here but he will hello. not speak hello oh. oh he's here oh I've got terrible audio but I'm at the bus stop it's the play bus but where does it go The brown nail stop. I was going to say, I thought you had your kebab with you. <laughs> I didn't have time for the kebab, so no kebab. I've just tried oh. to get the muscle on face. More, oh. more importantly, was Abel there? Was who? Was Abel oh, in the no. house? <laughs> no, Abel sadly was not uh, not in the house, oh. and they forced me to stay for one extra pint. But um, I was like, no more, no more. I'm going home. I, I, I'm a committed Sorry, journalist. Abel, I've got to go home. <laughs> Um, well, are we got any matches? What match do you want to? We're, We're just, just at the start. Just in the intro. Ah, oh, bollocks. I, I, right, I'll try, I'll try my best to get there as soon as I can. As soon as the bus takes me home, I'll get there and, and, and log on. No worries, right, we'll okay. catch you then. Love to the uh, bus stop. 
I've had yep. three pints, so I'm slightly drunk. So it might be an interesting <laughs> philosophy tonight. Oh, wonderful! Oh, yeah. God. Right, All right, I'll leave you for now, but I'll log on as soon as I get home. Dedication, he says. All right then. Um... So we cut to our commentary team, which is the great Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Ah, uh, this no. Bobby the Brain Heenan. No, 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 dear chap. It's Sir Robert of Heenan, Lord Brain to you. Excuse me. And I demand subdignity. Only you'll a- be sitting on your dignity here in a few minutes. Oh no, sorry. I, my apologies. How could I? How could I forget that? What did they, What was his name this evening? Lord Brain, Sir Robert of Heenan. Yes. I fucking love these two together. <laughs> I would just. I could just watch a compilation video. It's just them two bantering because it's just so good. It's so natural, and they just bounce off each other so well. It would just be like a lot of Gorilla Monsoon going, "Will you stop?" Yeah. And then I mean, the- yeah, but. There is a point I think where we'll get to it when Brain makes uh, Heenan laugh on, on yeah. Cat, which is quite Brain good. Brain makes we'll Heenan laugh. That's the same person. Oh, sorry. Brain makes Monsoon laugh. Jesus Christ! I thought yeah, I had a week off. I'm a show off. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm out of I'm out sort still. I'm getting match fit get, still. Let's go. Did you get hit in the head? Yeah. I co- look, it's the long COVID that affects your podcasting abilities. Ah, right, I see. I see. Yeah, Fair enough. Uh, opening match. No. 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 I'm not done yet. All right, Jesus so Christ. they're they're running through the card. They're hyping up the battle royal for the Royal Samovar Trophy. We'll get to that later. Yeah, and Heenan, during his very regally rant, is saying that you know everyone should. He demands dignity. And girl comes out with the A plus sign of you'll be sitting on your dignity shortly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just so good. Is this like so good? How early is this in the monsoon brain partnership in the booth? Oh, I don't know. I, think, so I feel like it might be quite in. early because, like, he was like, Brain was surely like only just coming off being like an actual, you know, proper in ring talent kind of guy, wasn't he? Like a, a normal manager. It is referenced later on for the Barbarian match against Bulldog, where he goes about how, you know, a Barbarian used to work for you until not yeah. too long ago. That's true, and yeah. And then Heenan does say something about how he's, you know, he's retired from management now and he's now a broadcast journalist. So it can't have been that long. No. Yeah. I can no, imagine that's... he's obviously doing the TV shows and like you know Wrestling Challenge or whatever. Yeah. For like coming up to it, but like, as like the pay per view team, this must be like one of the first goes. Uh, probably. Which is interesting because obviously it's obviously like they're such a good team together and the, the chemistry is so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So we cut to our first match with our ring announcer, Mel Phillips. Okay, so. Are we, do we, are we going to touch on this uh, subject I'm straight do this, away? I'm going to do this now and we'll get out of the way. If Listeners okay. out there, if you don't know about WWF ring announcer Mel Phillips, um, probably should read up upon him because as, as he seems like a very nice, genial individual, uh, some stuff came out in 2012, well, actually 2020 actually, that sort of put him in a, a bit of a bad light. Basically what happened was... Um, during Linda McMahon's uh, running with Trump, a lot of um, allegations of a sexual abuse nature came out about Mr. Phillips. A lot of these not, involved... No, whoa, 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 not me. <laughs> no, no, sorry. For the record, not Mr. Cameron Phillips of the Conquistadors. Thank you. For the record, the jury shall disregard that comment. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, yes. Uh, Mr. Mel Phillips, um, apparently in 1992... <laughs> 
uh, was presented with a um, allegation that Mel Phillips was uh, sexually abusing the ring boys who helped him set the ring up for matches. Ooh. He would then also say that apparently Mel enjoyed having his feet, sorry, having the kids' feet rubbed against his crotch. Apparently, that's going all the way back to 1986. Good lord. And apparently, um, Vince McMahon told the reporter that both he and Linda McMahon suspected Phillips of taking a quote, peculiar and unnatural, unquote, interest in children for years before they finally fired him. But then they rehired him and they literally said to him, just don't touch kids. Wait, is, is that when Vince oh. came back into the board this year? Or is this now <laughs> back in the previous? I'm just wondering, no. I'm getting myself confused yeah. about who was accused no. of things and came back. So it was Mel was accused of sex crimes and came back. Not Vince, well, he was also accused of sex crimes and then forced his way back, which is well, a whole unlike, other unlike, thing there, really, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. Unlike yeah. Vince, I don't think Mel paid anyone. Um, a WWE attorney told Insider that accusations against Phillips were about a quote foot fetish end quote and did not include quote anything approximating the conventional forms of sexual abuse such as rape <laughs> sodomy etc he described claims that the McMahons knew about the accusations while continuing to work with Phillips as quote outlandish and classic libel wow. Mel Phillips ladies and gentlemen because that's what I I, I can't find the article right now because my phone's over there but like the thing I read was like this kind of came out also like there was some like um, redacted FBI documents were kind of released and then redacted because yes. obviously there was this amount of time came out and it was kind of tying it, was out there yeah it was tying it into the steroid trial like it started with Mel Phillips and then became steroids and that's where the kind of like, I think what happened was the authorities just started digging and they just kept finding more and, and more gold yeah because like it's the WWF in the 80s like who yeah. knows how much crazy shit was going on at the time? Oh, well, well, we'll get to that later on with some of the participants and the later <laughs> matches. I've got some questions about them, but anyway, Mel Phillips. Oh, I hope he's, Mel Phillips. I hope he rots in hell. Anywho, I've never on. heard of this guy before. Like, I, really? I've never seen the show before. And like, on all the WWF I watched around this time as a kid, like even watching, you know, um, superstars or wrestling oh. challenge or whatever, it was always the think. I don't know. I don't know what his yeah. deal was. I don't know if maybe he did the house show circuit, and obviously this, I guess technically you could call it a house show, but obviously it's yeah. being broadcast. Well, well, it does feel like a, it does feel like a B circuit house show show being recorded. This does. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is an absolutely a glorified house show. But yeah. it's done in, it's done in front of a UK audience, and this is so probably would have been the fine. first time that they've ever been over in such a capacity. So therefore yeah. they're gonna get cheered for anything, as we'll see later on. Yeah. This is absolutely <laughs> in, in wrestling quality, this is definitely a house show. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So maybe that explains why like because obviously Fink's not there. Um no. No. Hogan's not on the card Hogan's at all. Infamously Hogan's, not there, his reference. H- Hogan's filming, apparently. Was, was Savage, like, around, or was he uh, yeah, retired at this point? Uh, I think he was almost in WCW at this point. No, 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 no. He would have come, no, come back, like, he would have been, like, unretired by this point, wouldn't he? My timeline's wrong, sorry. He would have retired at WrestleMania 7. And he's so back for 8, isn't he? Because he has the match with Flair. Back in time for 8, because he has a match with Flair. So I'm not 100% sure. Like the Hart Foundation not on the show at all? Like a lot of the kind of big names just aren't here, are they? Well, Brett wouldn't have been a big name at the time, to be oh, honest. He would, have been, he would have been building up. I would, I'm doing my... Mm, the Hart Foundation. Mm. It's not long off, you know, so the like, Brett going by himself. Yeah, I know, but it wouldn't have been... It's not as if you... you know, it's, Brett would not be 
what he was. Oh yeah, like in five years time, but he still would be yeah. like you know one of the top tag teams on there at the very least at this point. It just seems like it's like it's just the B circuit guys, as opposed yeah. to the um, kind of A tier. That that's made quite obvious with our opening match, which is a tag team attraction of the <laughs> Rockers versus the Nasty Boys with Jimmy Hart, who we'll see quite a lot of throughout this show. Quite a lot. I think at this point, isn't he like the last manager standing? I think so. Yeah. Slick would have gone, Heenan's in the booth. <laughs> Sherry's probably got like, well, Sherry will be with somebody that's uh, probably still with Savage, I guess, or maybe DBRC at this point. I have no um, idea. Yeah, no manager at all. But yeah, it's just like, yeah, Nasty Boys come out, the heel ones. The Rockers, I guess this is quite close to the split. Uh, I feel like it's far off at all. Um, I, I did enjoy the Nasties coming out to a vociferous reaction of middle fingers from children. Yes, lots of Vs being flashed at him and all sorts of notes during the match. <laughs> It's tremendous. Bobby the Brain comes out with a line they're nasty and nice. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But then I think my, my I think I think a line that will sum up of the probably the opening half of this match is like there's just lots of dicking around. Pretty much. There's lots oh, yeah, of playing to the, the crowd. Genetti steals a coat. Yeah, at one point Genetti puts on a coat, and I don't know if that was meant to be part of the match or Genetti was out of it a little bit decided. No, yeah. I think he was mentioning around to get a crowd reaction. There's a lot of that in these these matches, though. There's a lot of like. Yeah. I think it's probably something to do with the fact that obviously they're in a they've got a battle royal later on, so they've got another yeah. match later on, and also that they're in a, they're obviously part of this is part of a tour. Yes, yeah, part so, of European Rampage. Yeah, so it's like it, they're not. There's not many matches tonight that go out of like third gear. Yeah, I think it's maybe one. Yeah, maybe one, but it's not like. You know, it's yeah, very it, much you can by tell. numbers, yeah, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. So I think I summed that up with um, a couple of quotes from Bob the Brain Heenan. Uh, the humanoids have cheered enough for you in reference to the rockers because, you know, they're getting quite a long uh, positive reaction. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, they're talking about London Bridge, and Monsoon comes up with the amazing line of, The London Bridge was never missing. I mean, it fell down a few times. <laughs> oh, no, the best <laughs> one is when he says about the bushwhackers uh, coming from, uh, hailing from England. I think I told you it was like five minutes before we actually got a lockup. <laughs> it does go a long while. There's lots of going to the crowd, the nasties walk out. There's just lots of lots of just like I mean the crowd are loving it. You can't argue if if you're there, oh, you probably no. having a great time, but it's like it's just like if this was AEW, like Moxie would have come out and would already be bleeding by this point, wouldn't he? Let's be honest with ourselves. I think we've been believing the passing breeze. But um, yeah. I'd like to point out, by the way, that this is the first tag team feud ever in my action figure wrestling federation I had back in my day. Oh, thank, nice. thank you. Uh, that was actually a question I had written down, Cameron, to, to, to check on that. So thank you for letting me know. That's okay. It's no problem. <laughs> oh, did anyone notice as well, like, how soft the ropes are? Oh, the ropes whole thing. are, like, springy as all hell. I, yeah, I there's a bit know. where, like, I think one of the, the nasties kind of pushes Genetti like, backwards onto the ropes and then, like... It, it goes down so far, Ginetti's head oh, no, nearly no, no, touches no, no, the apron. No, no. We'll get to that later on the earthquake match. Oh, that was terrifying, <laughs> but we'll get to that, yeah. Get to that. So, not really much happens. Apparently, Bobby the Brain Heenan's not a work rate fan as he complains about the Rockers knowing too many moves. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole um, like, massive long thing with like the Rockers keep um, like, like jumping in out of the ring and the ref doesn't see them and it goes to the crowd. Yeah, and then the, the third, and on the third time, like Michael's claps the ref hand, he's like, "Oh yeah, I heard that as a tag." And like, yeah, yeah no, I said, there's a lot of the rockers cheating in this. There's a lot of the rockers doing heel stuff, which is again probably a house show thing. 
I think the bad guys are so so bad guys they can get away with it because they kind of get on over the uh, bullies, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, that's true. You, you are, by the way. I've just looked it up. You December nineteen ninety one is when the rockers and the barber shop happens. So All like right, two so months. We're on the road to that, then. So you're literally just about two months away from the. They could have probably tied that in the end of the match, but probably because it's like you know who's going to probably other something who's going to see this. There's no point yeah, doing anything. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not going to. They, they would. Really, I think they just released it as a VHS, and that was it, didn't they? It wasn't. This I mean, wouldn't have been broadcast in America. No, no, absolutely not. I think this was what this was like kind of like the Insurrection Rebellion later on. This was just for the UK yeah, audience. This is a big... Or like WCW's German pay per views, they were just literally for yeah. Germany. Yeah. Um, I think that the whole vibe of the match is summed up at one point. I think um, one of the Rockers gets into a bear hug and Brain goes, that should do it. Ring the bell. Yeah. <laughs> the end is weird as well. It feels like there's a few I, things I, messed up, doesn't it? Yeah, doesn't I think feel... they fuck up. I think they fucked up as well because I wrote in my notes, um, not always making friends with the crowd. My next note is missed finish question mark. Yeah, because yeah, it's just the way Mario looks at the referee going, oh? Yeah, and yeah. Then it's just like because it counts yeah. two and then doesn't count and then Jimmy Hart pops up and then the, the I, microphone, microphone comes into the ring and there's your finish. He just waffles straight in. It's the crash helmet. I'm going to say something controversial here. I I think Marty Jannetty may have fallen asleep due to um, substances. Well, I'm sure we'll find that out on the upcoming season four of Dark Side of the Ring. That is very very true. Did anyone also clock the referee in this match? Was it um. Oh, there's only two refs, isn't it? It's like Danny Davis mm-hmm. is, on the, is one of them. I think he's in the next one. Is it um, yep. Gorilla Monsoon's son? I can't remember his yes, name. Yes, Joey Morella, correct. Joey Morella, that's it, yeah. That's the one. That's uh, oh, Gorilla's okay. son. Uh, so that was that. It was a match. The Rockers... The, no, the Masties win, sorry. Um, it was there. We then cut backstage to one of many, many wonderful segments with Mean Gene Oakland. Mean Gene with his he's, one set. <laughs> one set that just says but it's almost it's, I wonder if they took inspiration from the um, Flair for the Gold set because it's literally the most ghetto simple thing you could possibly think of yeah but I noticed like a lot of the wrestlers they're kind of doing their promo they're talking and then they turn around away from the microphone look at it and turn back and say at the Royal Albert Hall every single time <laughs> we'll get to that when we get to Bulldog later um, <laughs> oh, so we have, Rick, we have we have Rick Flair Backstage with the WCW World Heavyweight Championship belt, I'm sure WCW were thrilled. The big gold belt, look at that! So he must have only just joined at this point because there's no perfect. Nope. He's nope. got the belt. Yeah. He's not associated with Heenan yet. I said that nope. like Rumble '92, so you're about three months and away he from just that. Spends his whole promo calling out Piper. Yes, he does. It's yep. just who who doesn't have a match until later when he's in the Battle yeah. Royal, but he's very adamant that he's going to show Piper that he is in fact. The real world's champion. Not forgetting the fact that Hulk Hogan is actually the champion, but never mind. Never mind. He's not here. We won't for that. It's all fine. So we'll move on to the work rate championship of the show. Tito Santana versus Ric Flair. Yeah, I would probably say this is probably the the kind of the match that gets going the most. Yeah, but this match it, rocks. It doesn't start off that well because Tito comes out and then his music starts awkwardly late. <laughs> I think I think somebody was probably not quite paying Although attention. I noticed, I noticed Ric Flair's music started on time. Don't worry about that. No, of oh, no, no, no. He's not going to embarrass himself, is he? Of course not. No, and it's no, not no. even Matt to Tito yet. He's still like wearing his flipping, what's the tag team called? The Strike Force. Strike Force t shirt, isn't he? Yeah. Although we should have some Arebus, though. So we're obviously entering the Ariba stage, as I've put it on true. my notes. That is true. Um, I would like to also. <laughs> I mean, it was, let's be honest. I... 
It just sounds like a medical complaint. Sorry, sir, you reached the uh, rebirth stage in your treatment. Um, when we touch you, say Ariba. It's terminal. We can't do anything for you. Never think about it. Yeah, go to the you go to WCW Med Card and we just deal with it. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, yeah. The crowd is not acknowledging Ric Flair, which would have made Roman Reigns sad. I'm sure. Oh bless! Well, it's like uh, he won't have had much of a UK following, would he? No, definitely. Because not. Like, we're in the period of time where the WWF is just about on Sky TV. Because what, nineteen ninety? Probably I, would have been. I think WCW would have been shown on ITV. Whether or not, yeah, but it's, 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 I can't remember. But because it was definitely on ITV around this time. It's not as if Flair is going to be doing episodes of WCW worldwide, is it? No, no, God. Like, I'm, I'm sure I remember watching an episode where it was like, I think it was post the match with um, uh, Terry Funk when he had like half his face was red with blood and half his face was green with the, uh, with the Mooters the green mist. <laughs> doing a promo. I'm sure I remember watching that on TV like around this time. But what I can't remember is like whether it's before or after this kind of period. I'm trying um, to remember when I used to watch Worldwide on ITV on a Saturday afternoon. I seem to remember, I think the, the most famous guy. I watched on Worldwide was Mick Foley as Cactus Jack. Mm. Okay. I think it was Flair in the match. It was Flair doing the promo after the match. It would have been, I don't know oh, if that would have been a, the late night one or the, because it was on like at two o'clock in the morning as well, I think. Oh, so right, my, okay. my dad recorded the, the kind of late night wrestling shows for me as well. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so like it would have been a stretch for the crowd to know who he was apart from he's naughty. If that makes sense. Oh, he's, he's that, and also he's got a giant belt, so he must be somebody important. Must be someone important on the yeah. robe. And also, is he so important he didn't stand during his entrance? <laughs> and gives what can charity, be, can charity, charity really be called like a little bit like a Nazi salute? Um, he's I got mean, like one arm up as like a, the, in the kind of Nazi style, waving towards... I think, I think he's waving, but his arm's not moving. I think, he's, I think he's trying to do like... The Queen waving to the crowd at Buckingham yeah, Palace. It, not it looks, not such a looks, Nazi salute. It looks, yeah, it looks suspect at best is what I say to that, to be honest. Yeah, I'd say that. Um, also as well, uh, Tito Santana is fucking enormous. Surprisingly so, clearly, isn't he? Clearly he's eating very well when he's in the UK. <laughs> there is, um, there's a little bit of bacne going on on Tito. Well, yes, but let's not say any more about that. But, yeah, um, um, aspects of this match I enjoyed the brain after I think it's Rick um, Irish whips Tito into the Union Jack uh, straight into the jolly old Roger like okay <laughs> uh, he, he calls it the Jack Daniels at the end of that the Union Jack isn't it we you be serious Jack Daniels something like that I'm not sure Keenan was on fire during this match. Um, this match starts off really, really slow, but by about the midpoint, they just decide, you know what, let's just knock yeah. the lumps out of each other. And they do. Because they're doing dicking around in a, in a similar fashion. There's a lot of, like, Ric Flair doing hair pulling. Yeah. But they actually kind of feeds into the match, because with the Rockers one, it just kind of felt like they were just kind of killing, you know, half the match so they wouldn't have to do that much before they finish, if that makes sense. Yep. They were just killing time. Well, this actually feels like they actually use it within the build of the match because you know Ric Flair's going to come out and just do Ric Flair matches and he's just going to be awesome so especially this kind of period it's almost like just slightly past peak Ric Flair I would say um I, I think this is still uh, well I mean he has his he has his spell here and then he goes back to WCW and I think he's yeah. hot for a couple of years and I think that's yeah. when he starts to break down that's when he's like Oh, yeah, doing yeah, like, promos on his clothing like, and elbow dropping his clothes in the middle of the ring yeah like the matches with um 
Oh, uh, for God's sake, I'm so terrible at this now. I can't podcast anymore, guys. Steamboat, I mean, the, the kind of uh, 88, 89 period, he has all those kind of great matches. And then he has the kind mm. of matches he has here with like um, uh, the, the great match with Savage. And then it kind of feels like after that, that's when the, that's the start of the kind of decline to, you know, elbow dropping your clothes in the ring, isn't it? I guess so, yeah. Well, um, loads of people that thought that Flair was well past it even when he signed for the WBF. At that point, he'd been going for, what, 15 years? Something like that. Probably something like that, A bit longer. But there was that whole thing about, um, was it, was it not, he'd left WCW because of Bill Watts wanting him to dress like a gladiator. Something like that, yeah, which I kind of wish happened because I'd love to have seen that. (laughs) It was. That's how much of, like, kind of respect that Ric Flair had, you know. There was a genuine consensus that Ric Flair was past his best even in yeah. like 1991 I like how he's working the crowd he is brilliant like there's a few times where he kind of says no really loud to Tito yeah. the crowd is like shouting yes back in that sort of stuff the crowd are hot for this yeah yeah. it's uh, Rick also goes to the top and gives us his version of old school by that I mean he just falls off the top falls rope, off the top rope yeah. He, does. Yeah. he does and we get um, I think in the figure four uh, brain bust out his English accent I say I There's also a point where um, I think it's near the finish where they cut back, they cut to a sort of behind shot of Gorilla and Bobby, and Bobby's going absolutely crazy for Rick. Yeah, because it's like I say, it's it's early in him kind of establishing that relationship between the two of them, isn't it? He's obviously you know backing that horse clearly, Mm -hmm. but he's not quite the um, what is he? Because Perfect's the executive assistant, Mm -hmm. and I can't remember what. What, what brain was to it was like financial not, not financial advisor something like that wasn't it? like an advisor or something yeah it was like almost like a PA almost type yeah. of year can't remember what it was now but yeah like um, yeah. that little trumpet was brilliant so once you got the three those those three together oh my goodness yes it was uh, that was crazy so the finish again just sort of comes out of nowhere uh, there's a sunset flip Rick rolls through Basically, scans Tito for want of a better term. Uh, we get a bit of Tito arse that goes on. <laughs> well, from the one angle, it's fine, <laughs> but then you see yeah. it from the other angle, it's like, oh my god! It's yep. like, oh, it was a full moon. moon. <laughs> it, it was really, a really was. <laughs> and you could see that Tito really wasn't prepared for this because he kind of started <laughs> reaching down to his trunks to pull them back up again. Yeah, because <laughs> they were like all the way up. Where they were like, they yeah, you saw the whole thing from that. You did, yep, you did. Um, I think rows A, B, and C saw the whole thing. <laughs> All the way to the D. Anyway, um, so we then cut backstage once again to Mean Gene with the big boss man who declares that the world is the big <laughs> yeah, boss man's jurisdiction. Well. So it's nice to see that um, it's nice <laughs> to see that the USA have ruled the world in 1991. <laughs> it's because it's because it's the World Wrestling Federation and I'm in the World Wrestling Federation and I'm a policeman. Therefore, my jurisdiction is the world. The world. Yep. It's certainly an assumption. It's a brave one to make. Yeah, absolutely. I put a note there about he's doing some quite cavalier mic stick uh, flinging around with that big jar next to him that seems awfully expensive. Yeah. There must be people going, could you, could you just like not do that mic stick stuff there? Can you just do it over there? Like not next to the thing that might be broken? I, I don't know. But um, apparently the big boss man um, in beating Earthquake is going to celebrate by also winning the Battle Royal. I'd celebrate by just having the night off after that. But yeah, you know, be, yeah. that's me. 
Because Earthquake's quite a big lad, as we'll get to in a bit. Uh, we'll get to in a minute, yes. So yeah. we then cut to the crowd where Mean Jeans in the commentation station. And uh, he... Oh, yeah, because also it, it kind of fades down as there's an ad break. And I guess in that time, Mean Gene uses it to kind of get out into the crowd. At the start of the promo, when it goes from the match to Mean Gene, it's like, again, it kind of fades down and fades up. And Gene's talking about, oh, I really want to see Suburban Commando. So clearly there yeah. was some kind of like ad thing in there that's been taken out for this, which is disappointing because we really love seeing those all adverts. There's a few times yes. where it's like he's upstairs. They cut to like you know they cut to the title card for an ad break, and Mean Gene's like he's like hustling through the arena to get out out to the front, do a talky yeah. bit there. We get an interview with Earthquake and Jimmy Hart making his second appearance of the night. Uh, my yeah. notes state that Earthquake's showing off a nip, spicy. He does a joke, uh, doesn't he? He does a joke at the does. beginning. He does. This is a terrible promo. Do you know how long of a boat ride it is from US to here? Really far. That's why we took a plane. Anyway! Promos were terrible. It's just him shouting. Yeah. Well, he's talking about him having to take a boat ride because, you know, the plane. It's, re- it's really so, fast. So, we've got a, that's why we've got a plane. It's like he threw a joke out. Earthquake. What's all that about? I just literally wrote Quake talking about a boat ride too long, so took plane. Alrighty then. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I also have a, a point of order to raise at this point. Uh-huh. That's okay, just to get serious for a oh, second. Because uh, sure. Jimmy, Jimmy Hart says about um, that everybody should get earthquake insurance because earthquake's there. Now, as yes. an actual industry professional, I can confirm that earthquake insurance in the UK is actually quite easy to get um, because it's quite a low-frequency, get high-severity risk. It's normally given as like a standard peril within your normal buildings insurance or property insurance. So you'll find earthquake generally just gets included as standard because we don't have the problem here. Whereas if you're talking about somewhere like America, San Francisco, it probably would be excluded and you'd be much harder to get that level of insurance there. Which I assume Jimmy's got that problem because he lives in America rather than the UK, so he's not aware of the difference between the two insurance markets. So when he's saying like like it's a big difficult thing, you'll just get it as standard in most cases, to be honest. So just wanted to clarify that point before we move on. That is an excellent point. Well clarified, Phil. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Um, he mentioned it a few times and also on commentary, but like I say, check your, check your policy wordings. It will generally be in their standard. Wow. This is Speed Insurance Corner. Anyway. Unaware of that, yes, insurance talk live on the Conquistadors. <laughs> we get to our next match, Big Boss Man versus Earthquake. Some of the crowd are actually cheering for Earthquake, which I thought was weird. Well, again, we're like, he does t- go face Disney before he leaves to go to be the shark in WCW. But all all I wrote in my notes following was hard times, big boss man. That's it. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, smells beefy this one. <laughs> yes. Um, at the beginning, I think you mentioned earlier, like Earthquake does his bit thing. We kind of runs between the two ropes, and like he nearly goes out of the ring on those oh, ropes. That ring nearly explodes. He's like probably at like a kind of at least a forty degree angle leaning on those ropes. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't was know how they the held, or he didn't just flip over the top and just go through, just take out the entire front row. I have two yeah. favourite bits of this match. Uh, the All first right. one is the boss man does something that I've never seen any other wrestler do ever, and that is an axe handle from the bottom rope. Yes! yes. He does that as well. Yeah. But, he, but to be fair to him, like he goes up to the second rope, then he goes, oh, actually, no, I'll do the first rope, and then he does the second rope, and then he does the top rope, so he does build to it. But, but why would you come off the first to look in the first amazingly place? Amazingly ridiculous to begin with. And I'm like, is he just is that it? Is I he mean, just stopping there? But by this point, Quake was gassed because he was gassed literally about ten seconds in. <laughs> well, yeah. And then the the other bit I love about this one when Bossman does it is the fact that he does repeated headbutts to Earthquake's belly. 
Which I don't Why would you go 15 minutes for this match? Somebody answer oh me that. Oh my god, Al's appeared. Oh, here he we go. Appeared. Yeah, here we go. Hello, Al. Why, Hi, why Al. would you go 15 minutes for a match between Bossman and Quake? Because it's Al's a no show and nobody cares. Well, uh, that's why. I've had three pints. But um, <laughs> my one memorable moment of this is when Bossman pulls out the ultimate offensive move. Oh, go on. What would that be? It would be an axe handle <laughs> yes! from the first rope. Not yes! the middle rope, not the top rope. Nope, he would go up to the first rope. What a devastating blow. I think, there's an, echo. Had to... I think there's an echo in here. <laughs> oh, sorry, I've just joined. So if you've already said You're that, fine. apologies. Yeah, literally, that's that my memorable moment from the match. <laughs> no, no, my memorable moment, I'll tell you what mine is, because it feeds into this, because he does the first turn buckle, he does the second turn buckle, he does the top rope, and he jumps off onto Earthquake. And Earthquake catches him in midair and power slams him, which oh, is yeah. actually an, inc- an incredibly impressive feat when he pulls it off. Because Bossman's what, like three fifty or something at like this point? He's slimmed down that. from like his heel days. Yeah, he, he I, hasn't been eating two hours yet, so he's a bit exactly. slimmer. No, he's a bit yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just like just catches him in midair and just slams him. It's like wow, that's actually genuinely impressive. Yeah, the rest of the match uh, isn't at all. But that bit, no. oh, uh, other notes from uh, my. Uh, my other notes from my notes. Very good. Well done. That's a good sentence. <laughs> nice one, you. Well done. Here's here's how bored I was during this match. I wrote the following: Earthquake has his name that almost points to his cock. Why am I watching this? Oh wait, this match sucks, and that's why. <laughs> I've written a uh, oh god, a, oh god, an air horn. Oh, I've got and that. that. Yep. And now a bird. Second of the night. Brilliant. <laughs> why is this match still going? In all caps. Uh, big boss man trying to hide under the ring. Another Bobby the Brain Heenan classic. It's terrible, but it is saved. The match is saved because the real law and order of the WWF comes out to save the day. The motherfucking Mountie comes out. They don't like him, do they? No, they do not. They do not like him. But uh, I was, uh, I was, I was cheering because that's my man. Yeah. <laughs> well, he comes, he comes out, trips boss man, and then earthquake pins him, isn't it? Yeah, Pretty he much, does, he uh, does a big elbow yeah. and pins him, which yeah. which is a merciful more than anything else. Survivor Series 1990. There you go. Oh, fact fans, well done. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And I think I think I I can sum this match up with this following quote. So Bob uh, Gorilla Monsoon comes out with, "Boy, did that sink." I wrote, "Yes, Gorilla. This match sucked a cock. I wonder if the Mountie was sent to save this match." <laughs> oh God, send that. But how bad does he match have to be before the answer is to send out the Mountie? I mean, you can't send Hook because we're like 30-odd years before that. But you know, I think he's, he's, he's probably just a, a, a twinkle in Taz's eye at the minute. It's Hook and this one. There you go. So it's so in Mountie. We cut backstage again to Gene Oakland showing off the Royal Samovar Trophy. Yeah. Um, and he, he comes up with some nonsense here of, oh, to win this, all the doors that will open. I just wrote, okay, Gene, that's quite enough. Yeah. Uh, the doors are open to like the canteen to put it back where it lives and then yes. that's it quite sure. they don't quite show it close up until much later on in the night and when you realise why actually I think the brain comes up with that at some point as well or somebody does out the trophy as a teapot basically yeah mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much, pretty much I remember exactly the point that he does we'll come to it later cool cool anyway carry on <laughs> Uh, the Texas Tornado is there and he says stuff no it's Kerry Von Erie as uh, Gene comes out with oh yeah sorry so Gene doesn't quite know obviously what's going on uh, the well the Mountie calls him about three different names in a minute so no one knows what he's called 
that's but true. He's been there I mean, for a while, this not he? He's been there for like a good couple of years. But why does his gear still suck? It looks like he's in a dressing gown. Can we get another ad break and then we're back to Gene out in the crowd so they can boo the Mountie? Yes. And he calls um, in uh, Kerry Von, whatever your name is, Kevin Von Eric. He calls them all the Von Eric names, I think, at some point. This is the point in the mind notes I've written. Did they only bring Jimmy Hart over as manager? I think that's what it was. Mean, he has, like, he's got like four different coats as well during this whole show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes to town. Put him in white face paint and just pretend he's Paul Bearer. Oh, oh. That, that, that must be the only other manager's point. It's Paul Bearer, Jimmy Hart. And that's Paul Bearer's yeah. there with Taker, yeah, later on, but. Yeah, yeah, but all the other managers, uh, I guess, have is just naturally just gone at this point. Yeah, you've also well, Bobby got Bobby Heenan's on commentary. You've got the coach and Harvey Whippleman. Um, are they there at this point? Where's Slick? Yeah, Slick's gone. Uh, I think is he away? Oh, okay. I think he's gone as well. Yeah, he comes back, but I think he's gone at this point. Harvey Whippleman's a manager. Um... You've got your executive consultant. Uh, Virgil's not there anymore. You'll have Sherry with Ted DiBiossi. Um, yeah. I'm generally struggling for anyone else at this time. I'm sure during one of the SummerSlam matches, there was like four managers by the ring, and now we're like Jimmy Hart managing everybody, and that's it. Yeah. You've got, um, you don't worry, you've got Jameson. He's coming up. Um, oh, God. Oh, no. The genius. How could we forget the genius? Genius. Oh, well, just, it's just a point. I, I, I think, though, if you, looking on tonight's evidence, you would probably be reporting Jimmy Hart to the uh, Monopolies and Mergers Commission <laughs> because he seems to have a complete monopoly over all the managerial contracts in the WWE. He does. Well, something you're a heel, of course. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyway, so, well, we, well, my favourite bit of this is uh, Heenan's commentary about um, making that the Mountie's going to be the head of Scotland Yard. Yes. Well, there's that, and also he says that the winner of this match is going to be the king of the mountain. And I wrote somewhere, Double J's got a shiver down his spine. <laughs> yes, indeed, 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 indeed. That's uh, quite like I'm about to get some good heel because he's, he's, he's like, I want to hear my music. Oh, I love that. And no, I said no music followed. Is it the Canadian national anthem? He's music at the moment. It's no, it's some sort of copyright-free nonsense that sounds kind of vaguely like old Canada, but it's not. There were all the shenanigans weren't there around his uh, his theme at this point, wasn't there, about him yep. not being allowed to do certain stuff? And Well, he was basically parading around as a parody <laughs> a law, of a law Canadian officer. Yep. Which is fine if you're from Cobb County, just not from Canada. That's, the, that's obviously the rule. I just no. love the, the amount of here is just you can tell he's into the character you can tell he loves what he's doing because he just goes all in imagine if the Mountie had stuck around to about 97 and become part of the Heart Foundation <laughs> oh lord can you imagine that would have been incredible I think, well, one of the, my first notes at this point is I've written down um, uh, there's a sleeper that pops up so I think um, if you're playing bingo rest holds you've pretty much got the entire set at this point now I think yeah, if you're taking a shot every time there's a rest hold, you're probably lying in the floor. The only one we're missing, I don't think we see it tonight, is the abdominal stretch. No, um, I don't think we do actually. Come to think otherwise, of it. you get like you get like your uh, a headlock, you get a chin lock, you get um, uh, not quite a camel clutch later. You've got the sleeper, you got bear, you got two bear hugs. It's it's just rest hold city in this one, isn't it? Because it's a house show. Exactly, it's yeah, just a house show. Um, basically, this entire match is the Mountie getting wound up by the crowd because they just won't respect him. They don't respect the the, the uniform, do they? Clearly. Well, they keep calling him 
Was it Jailbird? Because he obviously the SummerSlam night he won match where he lost to Bossman. Yeah, that's been the next year. Bossman. Um, I was watching this. With, I was watching this with Claire at this point, and she went, "He lost a what?" Oh, and I was like, okay, "Yeah, she lost a jail match." And because they're, they're both law enforcement officials, so therefore yeah. that's how you that's how you solve problems with law enforcement. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, and then it leads to one of the most homophobic jokes that the WF have ever put on. Which is some feet, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. When you consider the league table for that, it's quite some feet. <laughs> nope, Alex is somewhere excited right now. Possibly. Yeah, and Mounty ends up getting the pin with his feet on the top rope. Yes, quite impressively. Although, what what does happen in a unique circumstance? We get what was quoted as instant replay, where <laughs> we think we're going to get the match restarted, but then the Mounty just leaves and disappears, and that's it. I'd like to point out so far, every match the heels have won so far. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no... Uh, we're we're, we're right way of getting your crowd involved. <laughs> but they don't seem yeah. to care. <laughs> They're just happy to oh. see wrestling, aren't they, at this point? Yeah. They've got their money, they've got their merch money, they don't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, um, obviously, you know, we've learned from the end of this match that VAR isn't a thing in wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they want it to be, therefore it does happen. That's exactly. which it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It doesn't yeah. count until it does. Um, and then we go to the one room that every building in the UK has, a funeral parlour. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've I, got one in my house. Why haven't you? Well, there you go. Exactly. I, I, I love these segments. I love the funeral parlour. Yeah, I, I love amazing. the properly good funeral parlour ones. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. I was like, thinking, though, at the start of the night, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be really, really cool if they had the organist play all the, all the theme tunes? <laughs> all oh. the theme tunes. Even, then, even, even the Nasty Boys one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, but I don't know. I'll have to admit, I'm not quite sure where the Phantom of the Opera comes into it. But the, um, you know, they're a bit early for the Undertaker's like white bone mask thing. Yeah, he's wearing it for four years in the future. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, they're about four years early for that. Yeah. Do you want to hear my joke I wrote down from the Undertaker's promo? I wrote a joke down. Let's hear you joke. I'll do my joke. Because um, uh, Undertaker's talking about there being, like, uh, in the Battle Royal, there'll be a WWF mass burial. Uh-huh. And I wrote down, a WWF mass burial? I guess Hulk Hogan is in the Battle Royale later then. Oh. <laughs> you've probably already done this bit, um, Mr. Dow, because I'm late, but... Do you know where it Hulk Hogan is? It's an axe from the bottom row, pal, we know. <laughs> do, do we know where Hulk Hogan is? He's Phil the Superman Commando. He's, he's making movies, the big star to quote Bobby Heenan, isn't it? That's right. I'm sure that's yes. yes. I, yes. I, I don't know if I've come in at one point, but that's what he says in this show. And that's why Ric Flair's the real world champion, because he's yeah. here. He turns up with Hogan's off swinging around. Yeah. Um, that's easy. However, if, Hul- if Hulk Hogan's making Superman Commando, why is The Undertaker here? Because <laughs> he's only in like two scenes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. It's Plus not him that gets to punch a mime artist. Undertaker can like teleport between caskets. We all know this. Oh yeah, it's true. Actually, yeah, he's like Dracula. Like, so we'll just put we'll into one in America, and we'll just we'll come out of the one in the funeral parlor in the upper hall. Boom, he's there. Yeah, that's it. That'll be fine. Exactly. So he's, he's he's facing, of course, everyone's favorite UK wrestler. Yes. <laughs> well, to be fair, I was like, please tell me that Hacksaw's not going to give it the old USA, USA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be fair, no, but he doesn't. He just says, ho. Oh. He doesn't give he it does USA. Not. He does get a USA chant going. I've written that down. It's the only thing yep. he's got going. It's the only thing he knows. 
I wrote no, can Duggan get a USA chant going? Yes, yes, he can. I heard him go ho, and everyone goes ho back. But I didn't oh yeah, he did that. But then he, he definitely got a USA chant going. I'll, I'm going to cut the audio in right now. He definitely does. Fair play, oh. yeah, fair play. Yep. And but, then the um, next, next highlight after this is when Undertaker goes up to do well. I guess it's at that point it's new school, but he goes to do old I school. I the exact same thing. So I went, Undertaker goes for old, well, school actually. He goes to school. But like, it's, goes to school, yeah. it's much less impressive when the top rope sags down to the middle rope when he's doing it. <laughs> that's true. Well, yeah. that's a hell of a, it's a hell of a weight for that top rope to carry. Like, you know. I know, but even like normally, like it stays up there quite well. This one's just like, no, I'm going down to the middle, pal. He should have done it on the bottom rope like the boss man. That's what he exactly. should have done. That's the strongest rope he could have done. The strongest so, rope in the world. Um, now, it yeah. would be stupid of me to assume they would have five heel victories in a row. Well, <laughs> Al, I mean, I'm here to inform you that you are, in fact, incorrect because, in fact, we did have another heel victory. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's it, even worse. It's by the face's own stupidity. <laughs> yes. I, I, are you I, telling I me Jim Duggan gets disqualified for using the plank well, of wood? Because I've never seen that finish before in a wrestling never. match. Never. Here's my notes for the finish Jim gets two by four of wax taker for the DQ. What a tool. But then, like, Monty's like, oh, Taker should have gotten disqualified before that. Duggan should be the winner. It's like, how? He was like... For what? what from what? He didn't attack somebody with a foreign weapon in a, like a, in a yeah. normal match. Duggan just kind of goes, I just can't bother anymore. Wow. Do you, yeah, think, just... do you think he brought that on the plane, or did he have to go to the B&Q before yeah, the match? I think it was to B&Q. No, he would have gone yeah. down to um, uh, do it all, wouldn't he, at this point? All are doing Conti Plus Leather Look Shelving 229 and Marley Super Soft Flooring from 775. They're doing ring fluorescent light fittings 599 and 50% off Polycell Double Glazing. Yeah, he would have gone down. Yeah, definitely do it all. Or focus yeah. DIY. Oh, I'll go back in time for that one. Oh, yes. <laughs> my goodness. Now, some important question I need to know in my three-pint state is, because I wasn't here at the start of the broadcast, did we mention the dark match? We they can't be. They're the all dark, dark match. matches. But no, there is an actual dark match. And I was waiting to see you had to would... mention this dark match. I, had to, I was waiting to see if I would make it and actually mention this, because this does contain a very famous friend of the Gnistabors. Ooh. Al, go ahead. Is it, is it, it's William Regal yep. versus... Oh, God, like... Um, William Regal versus God? No, 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 uh, no, oh, okay. no, no. Like, it gives it an M. Is it Brian somebody? Hang on, it's... Um, Brian Molko from Placebo. <laughs> I, I'd pay to see that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'm frantically going to cage match. It comes out, but I was like, I'm it's a surprising good intro against We don't William know Regal. the result. It's just got Regal versus this guy, and it doesn't know who's won, but Brian Maximum or something, is it? Help me out, do you? Brian Maximum. Can we Let have another a, a, a better wrestler name than Brian Maximum? You probably can't. Brian uh, Maximum, that is I've, amazing. I've had too many points. It's probably not right. That sounds like it should be in like the like an action hero in a cartoon. 
Hello, I'm Brian Maximum. <laughs> He's one of the UK guys in, in Action Force. Oh, yeah. Oh, Brian. So it's Brian Maxine. Oh, Brian Maxine. come on. That was close enough. But did he not change it to Maximum? <laughs> Why would you keep Maxine? No, Brian Maxine was his name throughout his entire career. Wow. Okay, fine. So there you go. Um, so we cut from that to we, we then cut backstage to uh, well, we cut backstage to Gene and uh, the teapot and uh, Ready Roddy Piper, who's in there's, quite there's, a good there's, mood. There's a um, lot to unpack for this promo. I've only written down two of the best quotes in my notes, and Should they are Heenan, you lie more than the government does. I've got that yes. one as well. That is quickly topped by if you believe Ric Flair is world champion, then you'll think there'll be a George Boy a Boy George Junior. Yeah. Yes. There you go. I've I've also got the fact that Piper after he's after he wins the battle row is gonna to go to the disco with Gaza. No, he, no he's, 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 he's gonna find a football player Gaza, is what he says. Flair, gonna finish up the battle royal. Then you know what I'm gonna do? What? I'm gonna get that football player, Gaza. Gonna take him to the disco, show him how to ring a few bells. Higher. Should we just be grateful he's not half black? <laughs> By this point, probably yes. That's well, true. Yeah. I also noted that Gene actually was corpsing at one point during this promo because the camera does type go very tight into Piper because you can was. see Piper's just off his nut at this point. He's literally just talking bollocks for like a good ten minutes. If it felt like. Pretty much. Wow. Okay. And then we so have um so we go from me go from, you know, all the charisma with Piper to Typhoon. Yep. I wrote down yeah. the following back back to Gene with the cup and Typhoon and Heart. In all caps, can we stop with Heart already? <laughs> Case closed, you sorry, Case closed. Although it does uh, this does this does um feature a rather wonderful reverse ferret by Mean Gene when he yes. says, you know, you've got a lot of balls, nerve. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I thought. <laughs> oh, Mean Gene thinks he's in trouble for seeing balls on a broadcast. You got a lot of ball, uh, a lot of nerve talking to me like that. Not- well, that'll be topped shortly by uh, one Booker T who says something about Hulk Hogan. <laughs> That's a good yeah, well, yes. And then, like, Typhoon goes off, and then Power and Glory just kind of wander into frame. Oh, God. Uh, once again, another payday for Hercules. Yeah, he's uh, there. Indeed, he is. Indeed. And then uh, the best bit of this promo, though, is when you get Paul Roma. We're saying, "Does this shirt say winner on it?" I was like, "No, Paul. It oh, says glory. It, does, it doesn't say failure. It says winner. No, it says glory." Oh, I also like <laughs> yeah. to find at one point um, while Hercules is doing his promo, Paul Roma's almost like cupping Hercules's chains. It was quite homoerotic. He <laughs> got a little bit. But thankfully, yeah. I did notice at this point Herc was wearing full trousers, not trunks. So that's a good thing. Yes. That's a ticket. That's a good yeah, tick. yeah, I did notice that. We didn't get the traditional um, Hercules hungry bomb going on. Right. No. Now, no. now, bear in mind, this match at WrestleMania 7 took LOD a minute to win. So I reckon, <laughs> I reckon Power and Glory win the tag team titles tonight. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to break your heart, Al. Uh, oh, no. No? No. No. Oh, but you know what? You know what? Because they're a classic team, I bet you will see the Doomsday device. No, neither no. of them are taking the Doomsday no. device. Neither, <laughs> obviously, neither Paul Roma no, we'll nor Hercules want to take the Doomsday device. I'll explain, why, I'll explain why that doesn't happen in a moment when we get to LOD's promo. Yes, pray, sil- yeah. pray silence for the promo of Legion of Doom. <laughs> Yes. Which so we we bring you some choice codes from this. I, I I would like you to put this entire promo in if you can, Phil, because this is probably the top like 
Three promos of all I've written time. I've written loads down for this. I mean, he's, uh, the, the, my only negative point is he, he doesn't say tell him Hawk. He says like, right, Hawk. We no, don't get the classic. Tell him tell him. He doesn't say tell him Hawk at all. I was, I was waiting no, for it. He doesn't say tell him Hawk because I was waiting no, for it as well. Doesn't. All right. What he does say well, is, and, and, and I quote, swelling of the fluid sac surrounding the brain, contusions, inner bleeding. That's what yes. we dream about. Right, Hawk. What about it, Hawk? Swelling. Of the fluid sac surrounding the brain, contusions, inner bleeding, these are the things that our dreams are made of. Here, here is my quote. I wrote down, swelling of the fluid sacs around the brain. What the fuck are you on about Hawk? I can't type for laughing. I hope one of the guys took down that promo. I wrote that down. He refers to the tag team as Sour and Glory. Which he mm-hmm. did in WrestleMania 7, did yeah. Is it not Sour no. and Glory? Sour and gory, yes. Sour and gory, gory yeah. is what he calls them. Sour and again, gory. It's a, it's a joke he's reused from WrestleMania Seven because yeah, he probably yes. still thinks he's WrestleMania Seven because he's so drunk. Probably. Well, that's, that's, that's my first note of the promo. Hawk looks fucked up. I had to listen to this about four times to figure out what he said, but he says, <clears throat> "Your mother won't accept the looks that you have been thrown above <laughs> the ring from one end to the other." Because when we get done with you, your mother won't accept the looks that you have been thrown about the ring from one end to the other right here in London. Hawk's doing poetry jam in the middle of this uh, promo. Yeah, it just goes off. He's just doing free-form verse. Like Gonzo poetry. That's what he's doing at this point. And then Animal finishes off, and I was panicking where this was going because he says, uh, because there's nothing better than the LOD likes is a good gang fight. Oh, yeah. I saw I was like, whoa, okay. Uh-oh. We're coming after that battle royal because there's nothing better than the Legion of Doom Lights is a good gang fight. We all know the Laurenitis is, and we've got a little bit of a dodgy record in certain areas. So I was like, oh, oh my God, true. where is this going? Uh, my, my final note of this promo oh, was dear. just, I love oh, the old dear. tag belts. Why aren't they wearing them? They're just, they're just carrying them, aren't they? No, why aren't they wearing them? Well, Hawk probably doesn't realize he's carrying it, let's be honest. He's just like, he just thinks it's like he's, he's carry on full of drugs. There you go. So we cut backstage, we cut to the ring, sorry, with uh, poor Bobby the Brain Heenan getting showered and trash from the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, and they're all shouting weasel at him as well. They moved yeah. to some point, um, I think Monsoon says, coming up later is the unprecedented 20-man battle royal. I think a 20-man battle royal is quite precedented. Well, for, we'll get to that. Not for a teapot. That's a fair not point. For, this is true, yeah. It never was true. They fought so hard for what is effectively a teapot. So we, we get to our one and only title match of this entire show. It's LOD yeah. defending against Power and Glory. No music um, for Power and Glory, I note. No. They never had music. Never had music. No, I just I just noticed that Power and Glory seemed enormous. Like They are both enormous men. Paul Roma is very well looking. He was always really like, I think last time we did a poor match, he, he, he would just kind of just occasionally just throw out these amazingly athletic moves. I mean, and you just think, if only he had like charisma. If only you tried. Yeah. It felt like he could have like, re- would have been like a real kind of, I don't know if he would have been a main eventer, but he, should, he would have been up at the top of the card, wouldn't he? If he had that, whatever, that kind of spark he needed to kind of get up to that second gear. Yep. You can tell the brain was bored by this match because at one point they're talking about uh, where do they put the ice for the hockey? Referring to the Royal Albert Hall. God. (laughs) Uh, I will also say that Paul Roma successfully hit a pile driver on Hawk, which I was terrified about. Which he completely (laughs) no-shells. He just gets straight back up. (laughs) Just straight up. There's not even... 
just, 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 yeah, up at his feet, punches him one. Not, well, not yeah. only does he no sell the pile driver, but he just goes straight to getting Roman up for a press slam. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry was Paul Roma in this match? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought it was Paul Glory. <laughs> yeah, that's true, because that's what... Um, oh, yeah. That's what he that's says. That's how Lord Alfred Age refers to him, I think. It's Paul Glory. There's oh, we were. Yeah, that's what he to Glory. Is, is his last name Hall? Oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, my Christ. Oh, Please let him sober up quick. Anyway, <laughs> um, it, there's a wonderful moment in this as well when Hercules is in the ring with Animal. Oh, and I think yeah, Hercules goes off one rope and then yeah. clotheslines Animal, and he goes and he just grunts in the middle of the ring. Yeah. But then, obviously, I'm assuming they meant to do this three times, but on the second run of the ropes, Hercules absolutely fucking leathers him, and he ends up falling over. And you're like, the look on Animal's face is like, you twat. <laughs> that is after a spectacular uh, moment where Hawk misses a top rope clothesline and just like carries on out the ring. <laughs> he just goes miles, doesn't he? Yeah, that's, that's the bit for what, yeah, I've got the Hulk try... Uh, Hulk? Oh, Hulk. Whoa. Hulk. <laughs> uh, Hulk Hawk tries a top rope clothesline. Roma ducks, and Hawk just kind of sails out of the ring. <laughs> this and then, straight out. And then a little bit, not long after that, Animal no sells a Roma body slam. Yes. Then goes up to the top rope clothesline three count. Yeah, that's yeah. it. There's your match. <laughs> and then obviously neither Roma nor the Hurk wanted to take the Doomsday device. So no. catches him. That's kind of Animal's finisher. The catch into a power slam, isn't it? That's yeah, pretty much. Quite a lot yeah, I did. For a finisher, yeah. I did kind of catch a breath because it seemed like Roman's head was quite close to the map before he did. He finished his rotation. It's like Whoa. a little yeah. bit, a bit of now, that moment. And it's the first face win. I haven't oh. had time to do my proper research for tonight, but mm-hmm. in tragic news, this may be the last televised uh, match of Paul Roma ever seen to be ref. Oh. Probably, yeah, not long away. It's, if it's not the last one, it's very close to it. Isn't he also doing the Horseman? Yeah. That's up for debate whether or not he was actually a member of the Horseman officially. <laughs> Does, I think Flair sees him as a Horseman, I think. Well, I he, was, he, also, he also goes to WCW to absolutely batter Alex Wright in like Alex Wright's third match. Yes, I sort of think I read about that a while ago, yeah. Well, he wants to sell... He doesn't like the fact he has to job to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He has to make him look good and then got pissed off, so just potatoes him all the way through the match. There's a good, um, there's a cool video on uh, Wrestling Bios about it. I, I think that's the video. Oh, it just popped up on my feed. Like, oh, I'll watch that. Yeah, yeah. It's a guy. Um, he's, I think he's from Northern Ireland. I think he's in Belfast, but he's a really cool guy. And it's uh, Wrestling Bios. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Wrestling Bios on YouTube. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, we cut backstage once again to Mean Gene Oakland and. <laughs> The second place winner of best promo of the evening goes to the UK's own British Bulldog, who, in, in, in taking inspiration from Phil's lack of geography knowledge, states that apparently London is round the corner from Manchester. Yeah, uh, just around the corner, up north in Manchester, in my home, in my hometown. At least he's not bizarre this time. No, I, I think he's just—I think he's just high or drunk. I wrote. He does smell oh, yeah. victory, though. I don't know if he noticed that, noticed that in his promo. He mentioned he smell, that. He smells something. He smells it's victory. Vic- it's victory. It's victory. Yeah, because he keeps yeah. saying, "There's victory." I smell victory. I smell victory. It's like, all right, Dark Davy, just calm down. Sit down. Yeah. Put Christ. the ball down. So, get ready for your match. Put the ball down. Yeah, he's probably partying with Hawk. <laughs> Can you imagine? Could this is a little touch like? Could you imagine this group of guys on tour around England? You've no. got Ric Flair, you've got the Legion of Doom, you've got fucking okay, Davy Boy, 
You got pipers yeah. mixing there as well. It's well, just great, pure yeah. chaos, surely. We are we are one just one year away from the infamous match where British Bulldogs spent the entire summer smoking crack with Jim Neinhardt before the <laughs> well, uh, match. I say, that's only one gentleman's story. I always found that a bit dubious, but that's one gentleman's story who's the greatest wrestler ever, and nobody else can ever have a good wrestling match unless he's carrying them. Are we talk about Maidar or Davy Boy there? Talking about Bret Hart, are we not? Oh, are we? <laughs> yeah. I've actually got Bret Hart's book behind me. I could find the passage that this is involved in if you want to. I, of course, I, I, I was. Uh, I should have realised I was referring to the Bret Hart Bible. Yeah, the, uh, Bret Hart Bible. Here we go. Oh, no, oh he's have... actually gone to get it. Awesome. I've Fucking got it. Hell. Bret Hart's book here. <laughs> yes. No wrestler could possibly have a decent match ever in the history of wrestling unless somebody was carrying the match. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is it a glossary in uh, Bret Hart's book? We're about to find out. Yeah, well, the matches I wrestle better than anyone else in, and it's literally the entire book. Uh, I wonder it. It's like um, that speech in Father Ted when he's like in the Christmas special. Now we move is. on to liars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hold on. Uh, no, Wembley's not mentioned. Uh, hold on, let's see. If... Talk amongst yourselves. There might be some time. All right, well, I'll introduce the next match. So. We cut to the ring to the British Bulldog against the Barbarian, but before that, we get introduced to our special guest commentator, one Lord Alfred Hayes, who is very much on the sauce. He's obviously been out with Hawk most of the night. But yeah. when they intro, intro Davia, he's from his proper hometown and in stone, isn't he, with his weight? Because like, he's normally from Leeds with his build. Well, I mean, given WWF geography, he may as well have come from the moon. That's true. Uh, he's from what was it say Goldburn Lancashire when he's announced from I think yeah I think so and then 19 uh, stone whatever pounds the, and the crowd are a little bit happy to see him oh god the crowd are going absolutely ballistic I mean it's, it's wonderful um, I didn't read much about this match because this was the most house show match that ever house showed yeah although uh, Bobby Heenan confirms that Heenan Mania is running wild um, at this point <laughs> Yes, it's because all the people at the airport. Yep. Uh, well, once again, kind of, again, there's like there's like a weird moment though with like um, Dave was on the outside and Bob's got him. Barbarian's got him to kind of hit him in the chest, but he spits in his chest and then kind of spends too long rubbing it into his chest. He was enjoying it too much. Yeah, he's just like rubbing his spit in Dave's chest for just just a, just a second too long, and then he hits him, and it's like it's like okay. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Um, also, it was clear that David Boy was also going to the same cardio expert that Earthquake did because he was blown mm-hmm. up in about two minutes. Yeah, and also his cocaine use because his nose starts bleeding quite quickly during the match. <laughs> it does. Um, this match was nothing. Bill Dog won with a power slam. Hooray! Uh, yeah, it's like it's a good looking pile driver from Barbarian. This is. Delay suplex on Barbarian, which looks quite impressive. Yep. And yeah, then, he just doesn't run a pass on that set, isn't it? He just goes through the motions, really. Yep. So we then cut backstage to a promo that I literally wrote nothing about because it's Mean Gene, the Nasty Boys, and Jimmy Hart. I am sick of, of Jimmy course, Hart. Um, I don't want to see Gene the Nasty Boys. Mean Gene backstage with Nasties who do a lot of shouting. I just wrote down these two are awful in the mic, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just shouting with them. At least like with the Legion of Doom, they're shouting, but they're going places, you know what I mean? Well... The green places, but it's almost from the Ultimate Warrior handbook. Where you don't exactly, that that's what you want. Be. If you're going to be shouting at, you want it to go weird. You know what I mean? You want it to be. You want, you want to be impressed. Whereas these guys are just shouting for shouting's sake. So we've come to the end of the night. It is now time for the twenty-man battle royal for the Royal Samovar Trophy, otherwise known as the Russian T-Urn. Russian T-Urn. Before we crack on with the battle royal, do you want your Bret Hart? 
Go on. Yeah, but you got to do it in that voice from the uh, rich and famous character again. Oh, no, I'm not <laughs> yeah. doing that. Yes, no yes, way. Robert Leach. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, God. You, you want it? Yeah, yeah. do it. Oh, okay. When I arrived in London, hundreds of fans poured out of the hotel lobby to chant my name in the streets. I set out to find Davy, but he was off somewhere with Diana and his family. I didn't see him until the required entrance rehearsal at Wembley Stadium the night before the show. When I asked him why he hadn't returned my calls all summer, he wasn't able to look me in the eye. He fessed up that he'd been smoking crack with Jim for weeks and was now terrified. He'd gone back to being the same helpless kid I'd rescued from dynamite ten years earlier. Trust me, Davy, I'll do all I can to get you through tomorrow. Okay, he nodded, and I sat him down for a crash course, going over and over our match and making him recite the moves back to me. It was now completely up to me to save our match. The following day we arrived at Wembley early. The sun hid high on an overcast sky, but there was a collective sigh of relief because it looked like it wasn't going to rain. There you go. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's official canon now. That if whenever there's a quote being read out, Cameron, you have to do it in that voice. All right, okay. Uh, that was uh, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. <laughs> by by Mr. Brett Hitman Hart, world's most bitter man uh, ongoing. He's, he's so Res- bitter. Wrestling's Morrissey, which makes more sense than anyone ever. Wrestling's <laughs> <laughs> Morrissey. Oh, he is. He is. Oh, Morrissey's book as well is a long rant that has no chapters at all or anything like that. And this book is an absolute... Like slab. <laughs> Thanks to my mate Johnny, by the way, for having a clear out of his house and giving him this for free. <laughs> oh, well done. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. So, so the battle royal. Yep. I I refuse to type out the names of everyone in this match. Sure coming out I'm with the names and music. I have. I have. <laughs> no. You sad bastard. Can we go? No. Can we also point out? Are we done? Sorry, I was distracted by the book. Have we done the Nasty Boys promo yet before this? Yes, we just said it sucked. No, but have we mentioned that? Um, I think it's Sags seems to be comparing the Nasty Boys tour around Europe to the Holocaust. I, can't, I, I must have missed that. <laughs> I missed that, unfortunately. <laughs> Listen, Gene, when has there been a more tragic event happening in Europe than the Nasty Boys coming to town? Never! Oh, there's been a plague here and there. Some cat named Adolf raised a little hell around here, but never nothing like the Nasties coming to town. You are suggesting that your wrestling career in Europe is more devastating than the Holocaust. That's quite timely well with, w- with WWE using well, footage know, from Auschwitz. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, exactly, exactly. I can't imagine the pit stop is a very nice move to take. You know what I mean? No. Well, I think more people would be willing to take that than the Doomsday device by the looks of it. <laughs> That's probably fair. That's, now, That's I thought, I, I, I naturally assumed I'd written out Davey out last because he's England's favourite son, apparently. Oh, no. The Undertaker's out last. Oh, no, yeah. oh, no. Piper's out last. Mm-hmm. And we also mentioned, by the way, before we begin, that Mel Phillips announced that this is one fall. Uh, yes, because he's a fucking idiot. And can we just announce Men- Mel Phillips has never done anything wrong in the history of wrestling? We've already covered that, Al, at the beginning. Oh, no, Al, thank you, thank you, drunk Al. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't able to start, but I'm yeah. surprised they actually show him on the network. 
because there is some versions like WrestleMania 3, there's a version where they're trying to cut them out as much as possible, yeah. Do you think it's just yeah. the fact that people don't really care because he's pretty much a nobody and you really have to know about WWF history to actually know who he is? When the head of your company is a womanizing sex offender, then pretty much you can get away with anything. Mm-hmm. Come on, anyone with that moustache, you would have to be innocent. <laughs> oh my god, that moustache. Oh, what no. the fuck is he thinking? <laughs> well, so that tweet is like, that's a bold move to come back and claim you're not a rapist with that moustache. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it was, you know. It's, it's a strong, like he's, he's, it's a he's, flex. Come, he's come back with a look like he should have a top hat and be tying women to railway tracks. <laughs> yes. He, he's he's it's, it's part of his Dick Dastardly cosplay. Just, yeah, it's much, just, yeah. I, know, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I joked on Twitter about how it sounds like he should be shouting about, um, you know, Peter Parker to get more pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> um, I just want to sort of rewind just a second about the Bret Hart thing. Now, uh-huh. I think the whole of the summer is a very much an exaggeration, but Smith appears to have a month off. He doesn't seem to have wrestled since about July 20th before SummerSlam. So ah. he, he had about a month off, but they say the whole of summer is an exaggeration. There you go. Hmm. Well, well, do we trust Alan or do we trust Bret Hart? You say me, I, I'm I'm checking the internet, so it's the internet rather than That's me. True. But oh, still, Jesus, okay. um, <laughs> well, I think we've got like Bret Hart. As far as I know, is not currently three points deep. <laughs> Well, apparently, no, we'll side with Lord Jordy Alfred Hayes. Don't worry about yes, it. Yes, we will. I can tell you, Davy Boy Smith pinned Iron Mike Sharp on an edition of Superstars that would have been shown on the eighth of August. So I'm sure we can look that up. But apparently, that edition was taped the twentieth of July. So that was his last televised match before SummerSlam. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unless there was anything else recorded previously that they've shown, but 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 there you go. Yeah. Do you want the fuel for the battle royal? Go for it. Well, whoa, whoa, I'll do the feel for the battle roll. Every wrestler you've seen tonight, plus Typhoon and Piper. Wait, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so yeah, Typhoon and Piper, they're the only fresh ones. Everyone else has had a match, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to rewind again for another little match fact, but um, I don't think you've covered this before, but on this tour uh, that they were doing of Europe at the time, there was a very other significant match. It's not been mentioned, though? Well, we don't know. No, I, presu- I presume it hasn't. Uh, about two or three nights later, they went to Spain, which is a place I, I quite like. Uh-huh. And oh, Jordi Allo, we know this, yes. There was a specialist television taping just for Spanish television. <laughs> okay. Where the main event was Tito Santana versus The Undertaker. Uh-huh. And on this event was The Undertaker's first televised loss. Oh. Where oh. Tito Santana wouldn't he go over The Undertaker in Spain? As, as in Pindy. Uh, yeah, he, he cheated. Not he like a DQ to... finish, or? No, no, he hit him with the urn a couple of times behind the referee's Obviously. back. But he would indeed pin the Undertaker. Yeah, first pinfall loss for the Undertaker on television. Wow. Even though it wasn't proper television in the sense it was only televised in Spain, it was still... It would, it would uh, never be counted loss. in, like, quote, official figures or whatever. They would yeah, never yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, yeah, yeah. always say Hogan was the first person to beat him at Survivor. Uh, not Survivor, it's the other one. She's here, Texas. 
But no, Santana pinned them. Is it uh, Warrior pinned them at house shows? I think previously. But for television, it was on this tour. Santana would beat them wow. in Barcelona, in Barcelona, Spain. Yes. Well, I say to that, Ariba, Tito, Ariba. <laughs> God. Wow. So, this is a battle royal. Yes. That's a thing. There's um, a lot of people going to the outside of this. Yep, there's also a quote from the brain, which absolutely killed me at the time. Um, only in the WWF would you get 20 men fighting over a teapot. Yeah. Yes. Also, there was, um, the at one point, Genetic uh, uh, gets eliminated and Brains goes, doesn't matter. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, so, it's like he just sums up Marty's Genetti's uh, like career for the next like you know however long at that point he sums it up in one go. Doesn't matter. I think my Genetti's career. Oh, camera gone again. No, no, no he's just describing it. No, that was yeah. the word he was using. <laughs> that was it. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I liked it. So we get near the end, um, and the. Corpse of Andre the Giant makes an appearance. Oh, that's cruel. Can we not do the final four? Um, I remember being on. Davy Boy, Mountie, Typhoon, and Bossman. Yep. Yeah. Because, and, well, well I mean, just to point out, Hogan gets eliminated Can, uh, by Earthquake. Hogan? Can you guess Hogan? what he does? Can you guess well, what he does once well, he's eliminated? Well, Hogan's in this match. I'm sorry. very confused. Hogan, Are we in Rumble, no? I'll, I'll cut that out. I'll make myself sound fine. Duggan gets eliminated. <laughs> Can we all guess what Duggan does once he gets eliminated? He takes his two by four and marches backstage with his Union Jack, his Union Jack flag. Jesus, I've caught Phil's thing now. There his, you go. Uh, stars and stripes and says hole. You're nearly right. He, he gets his two by four. He goes back into the ring, hits Earthquake with it, and then eliminates him. Of course he does. Of course he does. That's what he does, Alan. Yeah. Uh, Piper eliminates Flair and spits on him. Good. That's yep. when, like, um, uh, Bobby Heaton's <laughs> like, oh, Flair does, Flair, Flair's got the right idea. No one wants to win that teapot. Just, he wants to go home and get on the town. It's like, okay, cool. That's just completely ruined the winner of this match then. Duggan will win it and fill it full of, like, was it like jelly something? Yeah. <laughs> jelly right, sandwiches yeah. or something. You probably would try, though, to be fair. But yeah, we're down to the last four of Typhoon Mountie, Bossman, and Davy Boy. Yeah. And Bossman goes. Yes, he does. And, yeah, and, and, he like um, him, and, him, him and Typhoon are getting into it, and then he just turns around and just palm strike ty- Typhoon's head off. <laughs> no, it's yes. Mounty, sorry. It's the Mounty. Like, the Mounty comes in behind him, and Bossman just like absolutely wellies him twice in the head. I don't know if like Mounty done something to kind of annoy him, but he like. Well, I mean, this is this is two lawmen trying to work out who is the true, true law and order. So, you know, he just like absolutely palm strikes him right in the face, and then he, yeah, well, then Mounty pulls the top rope and gets the Bossman out. Well, what I love is now you've got two heels against the face, and I just couldn't see the end coming because WWE have <laughs> never done that ending before. Never, especially with two, two people with the same manager yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it would be silly if the end of Royal Rumble '91 was two people from Jimmy Hart's faction against the big face, and um, that was the same finish. It would be silly with well, this. Would be well silly, but somehow, you know what, Alan? Somehow, Davy comes back. He no, does. He, no. Does. he does. He does. He does. He does. I know it's hard to believe. He ducks and eliminates Mountie, uh-huh. and then he puts out Typhoon and he wins. No, but then Can't believe it. Both men get back in the ring and start wailing on Davy Boy. And who's who is there to save the day? Who of the remaining seventeen men in the building could yeah, come and save the day? Of all the it's, people, all is, the it, people is it the guy wow. with the Phantom of the Opera mask? Actually, no, he'd already gone oh. home for the day. Oh, um, yeah. No, it is the 
shattered remains of one Andre the Giant. Just held together at this point by sheer will. Like, I think oh, sheer force of will gets which, him back down which that Which I think, I, I don't know for sure, again, I didn't research, I think it may be his last televised appearance in a WWE It is, it is because yeah. he's, it is. He's, he's beyond broken at this point. Now, it's my it. VHS conked out at this point, so I've never actually seen the end to this. Well, what basically happens is Andre comes out, scares away the heels, Bulldog starts to celebrate, and in celebrating, the urn falls to pieces. A <laughs> big lump, it just falls off. Oh, great. <laughs> just, yeah. uh, the royal <laughs> sound of our trophy just breaks it. I howled cool. with laughter. I couldn't believe Brilliant. it. It was just like, so, this sums up the show altogether, the actual prize falls to bits. <laughs> falls to bits, because it's basically a tear. It's ridiculous. Yeah, One possible yeah. bit at the end, that'd be at the end, I think... Um, Earthquake gets up deeply in a power slam, and when mm. he lands it, like the the sound it makes just like echoes through the arena. It's like I'm gonna put the noise in here because it's just like, just booms. Now I, I I don't know the answer to this question, but did that teapot ever appear on WWE television again? Oh God! <laughs> yeah, he carried it like um, Owen, Owen Hart stole the whole thing for the uh, Slammy Trophy from uh, Baby Boy. <laughs> he just carried it to the ring full of tea. It's a lot English, isn't it? Lord Alfred Hayes during this does say, "Oh, the Samovar Trophy uh, was you know given to Britain before the reign of Queen Victoria." And it's almost like oh. it, it kind of descends into like an almost antiques roadshow. Well, bit. to be fair, Lord Al's probably about three crates in at this point, so he doesn't know where he is. <laughs> no they do point out, I can't remember what it is, they do point out as well that whoever wins it doesn't get to keep it, it just stays there. It's it, This whole thing is just... I oh, guess it's like the ashes, like you don't take it home with you. So next time I'm in London, I can go see the, the Samovar Trophy. Well, I'm going yeah. to the Samovar well, you Trophy. To, you, have to, you have to win it in a battle royal. Yeah. Oh, oh, you, have, you have to wrestle Mel Phillips for it. <laughs> oh yeah. dear God. And his uh, associates. And oh, Paul, no. Paul, Paul Glory Hall as well, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, dear. I didn't call him that. As Mr. Hayes made that name up. <laughs> oh, my God, sorry. I was just Googling the location of the um, Summer War Trophy. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. And I came across a Reddit post where someone's figured out the lineage and the current holder of the Royal Samovar Trophy. Oh my god. Right. <laughs> who holds the current? So, is that like oh, you beat Wait, David wait, 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 wait. Before, you, before you say this, is this someone we could legitimately go and beat up? I'm, I'm not sure. We'll find out. I'm still at the top of it. So we got... Uh, so it was one of the one of the Royal Samovar Trophy. So I think it's only going to be... Only going to include house shows and matches that can happen in WWF. If rest left can be with the trophy, they will have it. Uh, match going to be singles. I'm going to be talking matches. So a Bull- Bulldog won. Yeah. won. Bulldog ended up losing the trophy to Ric Flair at the Royal Rumble, 1992. Mm, Hogan then beat Ric Flair. I'm going to dispute that because I'm pretty sure he lost to Undertaker before that, but okay. Yeah. Hogan then beat Ric Flair at Superstars taping. There's a count-out mm. finish, but there's still a champion's match to this title, brother. Yokozuna then took up the trophy off the off the Hulk to King of the Ring '93. Luger then won the trophy at SummerSlam '93. Of course, yeah. well, no that's what the that's what the balloons and the streamers were <laughs> exactly. for. He won the Samovar Trophy. <laughs> Yokozuna wins it back at WrestleMania 10 to become the first two-time winner, but oh. then loses to Bret Hart on the same night. Yes, King of the Ring '94. Diesel then takes the trophy off Bret Hart. Wow. The real prize of King of the Ring is the Royal Samovar Trophy because it's royal, isn't it? Therefore, the King of the Ring should have it. 
Yeah. Uh, then Razor Ramon gets it back at SummerSlam 94. Then T wins it at Trophy at the 95 Rumble. Right. And then Big Daddy Cool wins it for the second time on episode of Raw, only the second time the title changed hands on free TV. Uh-huh. Um, Diesel would not defend the title at King of the Ring as he was in a tag match, uh, but did lose the title to Waylon Mercy on Superstar September 95. Oh, Waylon Mercy, my man. Who uh, that was Flavio last... Vega. It's Flavio Vega got it next. No, because then that was Spivey's last televised match and he would retire as a title holder. So the oh, final... Flavio Vega beat him after that. But... The final holder of the trophy is Waylon Mercy. Brilliant. Right, I'm just going to have a look to see. If I'm, oh, I'm no. not happy with that. Well, I already think it's wrong in the first place, but I'm just going to... I'm happy with that. I'm happy with with Wheel of Mercy winning something. I I can deal with that. And Where that that? is, I don't know, but we've solved out who's the actual current champion that holds the World Superbar trophy is. (laughs) We've covered some ground tonight. Somewhere somewhere in a wrestling universe out there, Wheel of Mercy is sipping tea. (laughs) From his Samovar trophy. I'm going to Samovar anyway. I'm going to look up see how much it costs. Oh, um, no. We've descended down a right rabbit hole now. Ah, I don't care. I'm enjoying this. Um, okay, so I can get one here for um, £20. £20. On eBay. £20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Wow, I can't find any details on the actual Royal Samovar trophy. There's like loads of them knocking about. It seems like they're quite, you know, yeah, £78 pounds for one there. Yep. You can get one from the film from Rush We Love. Oh, jeez. We've gone off the rails here. So, <laughs> David Boy celebrates. Gurley and, and Heeran say goodnight, and thus ends the Battle Royal at the Royal Abbott Hall. Brought to you by the Daily Star. Brought to you by the Daily Star. Don't Sky forget movie, that. Sky Movies Plus. And Sky yes. Movies Plus. Oh, yeah, the back awesome. in the day when wrestling events were the Sky Movies. Yep. So I'm sure that's WrestleMania 8 would have still been on Sky Movies Plus. They wouldn't have been on their separate theme until probably well, WrestleMania 10, 9 was the first one on Sky Sports, I think. Yeah. I, I didn't have Sky until <clears> 1993, <throat> so I would have missed all this. Oh. Glory days. Where do we stick this show on the league team? My problem is, with figuring out where it goes, is have we ever done another show that feels as house showy as this one? So I don't know what to compare it to. Um, I mean, any hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh. I just, I just, I just want to rewind something because um, I'm right, right. So the sum of our trophy was oh with Davy Boy Smith, right? Yeah. Who, beat, who beat him, Ric Flair? That's what this, the Reddit post said. Well, I'm afraid on the 20th of November 1991, the Undertaker pinned the British Bulldog. So the whole lineage is a farce. I'm sorry to indicate that to you. The Undertaker took it. I don't know where it went from there. I, I, I'm too drunk to work it out. I don't think I should work it out. But, but That's there a project for tomorrow, surely, for you, Al. <laughs> so, for okay, okay. The right correct guy. lineage of the Samovar Trophy. So the next, okay. Number off air, off air. Yeah. The next Mutant. taping we do in a month's time. Whoa, 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 whoa. If Taker wins it, right? Yeah. Was it not that Bulldog said he lost it in the 92 Rumble of Flair? Wouldn't Taker have also then lost it in the 92 Rumble no, of Flair? No, no, because Mr. Mr. Hogan 
with the mm. pin and the gate for it. Now, however, Hogan might have lost it in the 92 Rumble, so maybe that lineage will yeah, continue. Yeah, see? So it's fine. So it's still I, going to be I, Shut up. I think that may need some more research when I'm sober. No, it doesn't. It's fine. Wheel and Mercy's the man. <laughs> well, you're right. Savio Vega beat him before he won the title, so it wouldn't go to Savio Vega. So possibly, Wheel no. and Mercy has retired. Wheel and Mercy has retired the Royal Samovar holder. Well, okay. Ain't, ain't no right, one you, that. Use Babylon about stuff, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out now. You've got me. Quick, end the, end the show before he starts finishing. That, 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 right, come on. Right, where are we putting this stupid with the show on the list? It's going down the bottom. It's towards near the bottom. the bottom. It's a glorified yeah. house show. It's okay. not even really a full paper. I think. I think the closest thing to it mm-hmm. is the wrestling classic. I agree, and I think I enjoyed this more than the wrestling classic. I enjoyed this way oh. more than the wrestling classic. Oh, I'm a wrestling classic man. I'm just saying. That. Well, you're not to three to one, so suck it. <laughs> so above wrestling classic is WrestleMania four. Uh, oh, it's nowhere near as good as WrestleMania four. <laughs> no, it's not. So we're going to put it above the Wrestling Classic. Above the Wrestling Classic, but not as good as WrestleMania 4. So that will make it the 32nd best (laughs) pay-per-view in the history. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I do love that episode one is, you know, not episode one, sorry, but it's episode one. WrestleMania 8 is still the highest ranking episode. It shouldn't be that high, really, should it? Let's be honest with ourselves. Well, we've we've not found anything... Good. That is true. That is true. Well, it would that... have been obviously default at the end of episode one. All those years ago, we'd have default put it as the number one pay per view of all time. Yeah, it's true. So it's stuck there ever oh, since. Oh, just while we're on the subject, have we made a tribute to the greatest tag team of all time? We, we have. Did. You've missed that. Yes. Oh, I'm sad about that. But you know, they were That's the greatest tag team of all time. They were. Exactly. Imagine if like Bushwhacker Luke. Had made up a tag team with the remaining Briscoe. What, well, as in Luke and Briscoe? Luke and Mark Briscoe. Oh, yeah, hi. Well, that died in his arse. What are we doing next month? <laughs> well, I think, it, I, mean, I think it's my pick. It is your yeah, pick. It is, I think, I think Phil. This is I, a show I, I've never seen. I had a choice in there, but I might change my mind. Right. Okay. I, 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 just need to re- I just need to rewind. Um, Rick Flair would have beat Hulk Hogan for oh, the Tomovar. However, hold on. Hulk Hogan would have won it back and was still in the same Royal Rumble situation. So we're assuming Flair came out with it at the Rumble. Is that right? Yes. So who beat Flair? For, so he's probably talking to himself right now. So I'm confused. I can so still hear him, so. Hogan oh. was supposed to be Flair at the house show, wasn't he? Right, I'll yeah, just continue for myself, on. You, you're talking amongst yourself. Please, right, go right. what you're choosing. So, I had put down, I don't care about why, I had put down WrestleMania 18. X8, yes, which is a, a show it. I've never seen. I've never seen either. I've but, seen it, yeah, that's cool. But, oh, I no. quite fancy continuing the London vibe. Oh. Because okay. we've had the Battle Royal at the, the Royal Hall. Mm-hmm. AEW's announced the kind of London show later in the year. Mm-hmm. I quite fancy doing, because we haven't done one like this for a while, NXT TakeOver London. Ooh. Right, I think I'm busy for the next episode, but anyway, I see when it is. I, that's, a, that's a shame, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, NXT TakeOver London. As in Samoa Joe versus Finn Balor. Yes. Oh, as in 
As in Finn Finn Balor's really dodgy Jack the Ripper entrance. Yes. What a truly retro show you have shown. 2015, though, it's about eight years ago. Yeah, eight years ago, but it is retro. I'm on this now. Sid Justice, uh, after you won a battle royal involving Hulk Hogan. What have we done? What have we done? (laughs) You have there, he's gone now. Hopefully he'll be so drunk he will realise. Is this also the one with... um, Bailey versus Nia Jax, where all the American fans went nuts because all the British fans were singing during the match. That is indeed yes. correct. This that also does contain. Um, hey, Bailey. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, uh, yeah. no. this, also, this also contains the revival versus Redacted and uh, Enzo and um, Big oh, Big Cass. Oh, it does as well. Yeah. So I figured, yeah, well, let's do that one. Let's do one of those. Yeah, let's do one of those with sex pests on them and it'll be great. You were giving me my greatest ever match of Rock versus Hogan and now you've given me this. Yes. <laughs> take it away from the last second. I'll do it for my next pick, I promise. Oh, I, ho- I hope these biker club have a drinking night that night, I'll tell you that much. Right. I just wanted to continue the London vibe but it's just like, you know. Could have been SummerSlam 92, but no. Well, Al, you can save the day because you're the next pick after Phil. Oh, right. What, what are the bollocks are in London? Um... <laughs> Can I choose? Hang on, I'm going to choose the first event from the Royal Albert Hall, which was 1905, and uh, that was her first wrestling is that, match. Is that on the network? I'm pretty surprised <laughs> it was anywhere, but maybe it's in some sort of radio broadcast. We I'll can listen to radio broadcast. And of course, in the next episode, you get to find out where the real sum of our trophy is after St. Justice won it. Oh, <laughs> no. Thank you, though. I know, like, Al's going to wake up in the morning and see these kind of insane scribbles. So, like, it's going to be like, you know, like the gif from, um, it's always said in California, there's like, uh, in Philadelphia, there's like all the things on the wall and the string going everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's from The Shining, isn't it? The Shining. Uh, yeah. All the string yeah. going like, right. And in this show, he wins. <laughs> From The Shining, what well, lo- lo- loads and loads of bits of people that just say "all work and no play" make Wheel and yeah, Mercy. all of the walls, yeah. <laughs> make Wheel and Mercy the last holder of the world for the world trophy. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, oh, right. I, 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 I just don't know. I mean, I mean, to me, if he, he the problem is that author included a house show. He said, he said, didn't he? He said, like, as a, a superstar's taping with a non televised match, Hogan beats Flair. So then you have to count every other non televised match, surely, by his own rules. <laughs> well, hey, let you hey, figure well, that out, Alan. Well, so, uh, so yeah, so uh, Alan, for the next round table, we can have an in depth discussion about the true <laughs> Stamina Trophy lineage. How about that? Yes. Yes. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trace it. I'm going to sit here for about 12 hours. Uh, not tomorrow though because that's my day but after tomorrow I'm going to sit there with a trace this ridiculous summer drop trophy uh, lineage and who knows who it could end up on who knows I, I just hope it somehow ends up on the Brooklyn Brawler but I don't think it will I have, I have updated the description of the round table to say the true lineage for the real summer drop trophy <laughs> This is the bit where, like, next month, Alan just comes on and triumphantly announces that the actual holder of the Royal Samovar Trophy is Kurrigan. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it could it still end up on Wheel of Mercy because of the... It could yeah, still end up but, there. So, but uh, we're going to find out. But 
Like I said, just the he, he didn't put on that Undertaker beat the Bulldog, but that didn't affect the lineage too much. It still ended up being in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it was in the Rumble when Flair won Flair, it. And then Hogan won it, but Flair won it back. Oh, the other way around, no, but Flair won it and Hogan won it back, whatever. It was still following that lineage for a bit, but I have found out that Sid Justice won a battle royal. So in which case, it is with him, and after that, we do not know where it was. Sid Justice. Welcome back to wrestling history with your old dad, Al. <laughs> and I, I think on the next podcast, I maybe shouldn't have three pints beforehand. But anyway, I mean, that, that, it is what no, it is. We'll please discuss that in your end of year appraisal, I think, more than anything um, else. But yeah, it might, not be the, but, might, might be for the best. But it's all and the rest of the DOA said I had to come for a drink, so I did. DOA. Oh my god. The joke okay, is I don't, know, I don't I can't tell if he's lying or not. I mean, yeah, no, that, that's legitimately where I've been tonight. Legitimately where I've been. Uh, uh, is your looking name hot sauce? I had to pop in for a friend and then he said get another pint, so I better have another pint, otherwise I get stabbed. So I had another pint and then and then I better come home. I snuck away. Like is eight balls, eight balls biker name, or has he got like another actual name, or is he actually called eight ball? He's called something Harris, isn't he? What's he called? Ron Harris or Don Harris? One of the two. I feel like we're recording evidence for a trial now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <sighs> next month, so, yeah. NXT TakeOver London. Yes. Okay. It's a fairly short card. It's like six matches. Yeah, but yeah, it's not very long. Yeah. It'll last like three and a half. It'll last like three and a half hours because it's a WWE show. Yeah. It kind of felt like the like the, the in your house kind of style. You know, two hours or something, kind of like weren't they? Yeah. And then, and then keeping with the theme for my next pick, I'm going to choose the best of poor London. Oh no, <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. 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 Cancelled. Don't know. Who knows at this point? Anybody, anything can happen by the time we get to the next record date. Oh, I can say Brian Kendrick's definitely cancelled. <laughs> that's not this. That's, we've already discussed enough sex offenders tonight for one for one show. <laughs> we have, we have. But, Let's but, leave it till next time. We discuss some more. Whatever comes from this show, we we know Sid Justice is a son of a trophy holder yeah, as yeah, yeah, some yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Sid, Sid Justice is a son of a trophy well done. I feel, I feel you've given me a life goal tonight, so I'm very happy. Well, that's well, yeah, that's good. So, with that, I guess I suppose we should wrap this up at some point in time. The music. Yeah, how do you wrap up Alan going off to like some kind of Don Quixote kind of quest to figure out the lineage of the Royal Silver <laughs> Trophy? Well, you you could you could by following us on Twitter and Facebook. You can drop us an email. <laughs> All the details are in the description. Yeah, yeah, our, yeah. our social media it's manager will keep you attached to like Al's collapse into madness as he starts figuring this out. <laughs> oh, he will. Definitely, he will. If, if Sid's listening, will you tell me where it went after you?
show him how to ring a few bells. <laughs>